I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap and round three preview for the Zozo Championship. Joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter. What up, KP? Well, a uh, new day, different house that I'm in. I'm at my in-laws now. So my, my tour of Oklahoma and Texas continues. We're eating food out of trash bags, literally. We're carrying around trash bags of food. So the kids will have stories to tell. We're supposed to move in our house in a week. Uh, but until then, I'm, I'm uh, on the road. I'm a vagabond. I feel like Jason Day driving an RV around, except I have a, a SUV, not an RV. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. Let's talk about the Zozo. We appreciate you finding some time to get in here and talk about what what the story of the day at Sherwood is unbelievably low scores. The scoring average was like 4.2 shots under par. Uh, if you if you shot what what does that make it 68? You lost to the field. Like it's it's unbelievable stuff out there. These guys are are tearing it apart. Well, it is, and you know it was interesting. I was watching the the broadcast and. They, they did that thing where they, they took the green and they kind of showed different arrows pointing toward the hole, like all the different ways that you could feed it down to the hole, which is, I love golf courses like that. I think that's fantastic. The problem is it's not firm at all. And so there's like nine different ways, but there's no ways that you can't feed it toward the hole. Like there's nothing that rejects the ball. And as a result, you get a scoring average where you shoot 68 and you're losing strokes to the field, which is just... I guess it's fun. I, I, it's not really my style of fun, but uh, yeah, it, I mean, there's a ton of guys that are double digits under par. You got a great leader. So, sh- I mean, it should still be a fun weekend. That great leader is Justin Thomas with back-to-back rounds of 65. He's 14 under par. He's going to be one shot clear of the chase pack. And there's a good little Justin Ray stat here, uh, KP, which is essentially talks about how he plays in these birdie fest type events. So uh, this is the third time that Justin Thomas has opened a PGA Tour event with consecutive 65s or better. He won the first two. The Golf Channel had um, a stat when it was like, you know, when his first two rounds are 130 or under he like wins every time or all but yeah. once i mean he's just he's built for this type of this type of event yeah he, he really is um it does make you wonder about like a, a u.s open or like a tough masters or an open or whatever like what, what you know does that i mean he's just so good that i i feel like it has to translate but um yeah i mean Look, I texted you guys today, the on pace for 25 wins thing. We're, we're right there. It's, J, it's JT season. I mean, this is this is his deal. I did want to call a win shot that he hit because he didn't. Are you okay, Rick? Yeah, I almost <laughs> choked because I forgot about the 25 win thing. So refresh everybody. This. So you made this bet with, with Mark Immelman. I choked on my water. Um, that I think, I think that if I win the bet, I think he agreed to buy me like a section of Ernie Ellis' vineyard. Right uh, is what is what 
I, I, I'm sort of making things up as we go, but I said 25 wins in the 20s, in the decade of the 20s. Right. He's at two. Uh, he should be at three if Colin Morcala had hadn't hit a 25 footer at Muirfield Village um, to send it to a second and third playoff hole. Anyway, um, if he wins this week, he'll be on pace for 37 this decade. So we're in we're in good shape. Um, I want to call it one shot. I don't. Did you see him play number one? It, it would have been his 10th hole of the day. Reminds me. So he shoots 60 on, he plays the back nine second on Thursday and then the back nine first on Friday. He shoots 60 over those 18 holes. Yeah. He goes to one, hits a perfect drive. He's got like yeah. 60 yards in. Is this that one where he hits that little, like, little bump up there? That little, uh, it, was, it was a nifty little shot. Yeah, he called it like a flighted uh, drawing uh, wedge. I was like, wow, that's. I, we might be making things up. I don't know. But that's what it did. It was flighted and it drew. And it was just, I, I thought it was such a microcosm of what makes him great is that hundred yards and in, he's not only, he not only has great touch, he's also very creative. And I don't know. I love that shot. Uh, it led to one of the billion birdies that he's made. And, you know, he's going to be the favorite going into to the weekend. Yeah, when I saw that live, I thought he kind of laid the sod over it. But then um, whoever was on the call was like, oh, like that's why he walked up to the green. Like he wanted to feel yeah. how soft it was, how firm it was, it, what it was going to do, where he landed it. And I was like, wow, that's – I've like he's still evolving, right? JT's still adding shots to his game, which is kind of scary. And that's just a shot that I'm – you look at the other top guys. Does DJ have that shot? Maybe. I, I don't know. I think Rom probably does. Rory probably – doesn't it, it, it's not it, it looks like a pretty straightforward deal but it's very creative and i think that's the part about jt that is is really interesting to me so you know he didn't hit it great especially on the back nine front nine on the course on friday uh but the putter i mean we've talked about it all year his putter's been bad in 2020 it's been good this week and as a result he's your leader yeah, it's a very simple equation for Justin Thomas to find yeah. his way to the top of the leaderboard. Don't be terrible putting and you'll be there. Um, yeah. The chase pack. So one shot back, Dylan Fratelli, Lonto Griffin, both of them were bogey free until they got to their 18th hole of the day. They made bogey there. They're going to be one shot back heading into the weekend. And then a couple of bigger names, Patrick Cantlay and Scotty Scheffler, 12 under two shots back. So it's, it's not like, JT's running away with this. We've seen low scores all week. I mean, there are guys here, both that uh, could pick up their first or second PGA tour victories and more established professionals, guys with a lot of game as well. Yeah, it, it is an interesting chase back. I, I will say after JT shot 30 on his front nine on Friday, I kind of started thinking about the Vince, Vince Carter gift. <laughs> and then I was like, Eh, there's a lot of numbers out there. 30 yeah, was like absolutely. field average at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's a little little early for that. Uh, Cantlay's intriguing because he hasn't been putting it that well. He's been all right, I guess. Uh, Scheffler has been bad with the putter. Yeah. And then I, well, I'm going to come back to this guy later, but Bubba is super intriguing to me. And I don't know if it's just because – it's around the Masters time. Maybe it's because he's been pretty good, quietly kind of good over the last two months or so. Um, but he, he played really, really well on Friday. And um, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton, there's so much firepower. Finau, Reed, Kisner's been playing well. Um, it's not, I mean, 
JT's going to have to go, what, 65, 66 to win it or something like that? 66, 66? Yeah, you're going to have to earn it. Um, Bubba's 22 to 1 if that number interests you. I think, I mean, even even a little further back, I mean, we saw guys shoot. I mean, there was a... 61 out there on Friday. There was two, there was three 63s. I mean, there's some low scores available. I think Joaquin Neiman is certainly someone who, you know, is currently outside the top 25. I think that probably changes on the weekend. He's losing three strokes putting over the course of the first two rounds, but he's fourth in strokes gained T to green. That's someone who combine it with his ability to get hot. I could see him making a run on the weekend as well. John Rahm, 64 on, on Saturday. I could see that happening. Um, yeah, there's a ton of guys up there. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an intriguing weekend because you've got a lot of huge names. You, you've got a massive name front runner, and JT's a good front runner. I mean, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me in terms of – you mentioned them earlier, and it, it's sort of a, like a closing number, but, uh, you know, he, he's a good front runner. Like, that's sort of what yeah. the best guys do. Him, Rory, they get out in front, and it's like they just kind of swat you away when you make a run at the lead. So that'll be that'll be intriguing to, to kind of follow. Tiger Woods bounced back off his opening, opening round 76 with a second round 66. Now, that this looks like a lot uh, different, a completely different version of Tiger Woods, which I think at this point in his career, you get much bigger swings from day to day with tiger. He can look, I mean, we talked about yesterday. I mean, he had a couple of approach shots that were bad. I mean, they're really bad, really, really loose. He, he was much better on Friday. He made three, four, five, six, seven, eight birdies on Friday. Now that is, uh, that's some good stuff from, from the big cat. Yeah, it was, you know, it's weird. I, I mentioned this on Thursday, the swing on Thursday, I thought was really good and it looked very similar on Friday. It's just that the results were – I mean, he just gave himself a ton of opportunity. He gave himself enough, no looks at all on Thursday. And then Friday, he gave himself a ton of looks. I don't even know that he putted it that well. I, did he gain – I didn't see his round two strokes gain on – No, he, yeah, he, he lost 1.2 strokes putting on Friday. He had a really bad – it was a three putt on like three or four early. And it was like – that's it's just not a three putt that you see. You know, he's such a good lag putter, and he hit it like six feet past, missed the comeback. You're like, wow, that's pretty bad. But um, I thought that it, it made it made me feel like it made you think like was Thursday kind of a one off in terms of the iron putt? It, 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 we'll have to see how it plays out. But to me, I think that as of right now, I'm going to say that Thursday was like this, this one-off thing with his irons. And there, I think there's still reason for, I don't know about optimism, but just, I don't think he's going to go to Augusta and shoot like 78, 78. Yeah. I, I think that's fair because realistically he's been great with his irons. Uh, that Thursday round was probably the outlier to me, the continued issue just as the putter. Now, now two rounds in a row this week, he's lost strokes putting. He just, it, it's been the story of this entire calendar years. He's not been able to roll the rock. I, I think it's I, that, I think it's very simple. He's, he's staying quite on brand um, at least this year, I think. Did you, did you see him flood that chip on like 16? Or yeah. And 15? then he, and then he switched the putter and knocked it in. Right. Yeah. It, it was, but the, the chip was like, yeah. it was pretty straightforward. I, he might've had a bad lie or something like that, but it was just not, it was pretty bad. He, he, and that, and that's sort of like, 
that's kind of been my point with him is like, it's just not sharp. Like the short game, you three putt on three, you flood that chip on whatever hole that was, I think 16. And that it's just not stuff that Tiger does. It's not stuff that anybody that's playing at like a top 10 level should do, especially going into a major championship. So that that's, that's where you look at it and you're like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like that, that's, that's not good. Um, but the iron public pay better. So who knows? So Tiger Woods, uh, until Friday, uh, held the course record at Sherwood. Uh, if you had Richie Warinsky in your pool of who was going to break uh, Tiger's course record, you just cashed in a big way. Uh, this would have been about the last guy in the world I would have picked. A 61 from Richie Warinsky, 11 under par to snap off Tiger's course record. That has got to be something I would tell my kids, my grandkids. That would be like, that. that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> He shoots 61 and he doesn't even gain seven strokes on the field. That's tough. <laughs> uh, tough. He, he, he definitely had a uh, the, the putting round of the day, game three and a half strokes. He, he hit it well. He lost strokes off the tee and shot, 50, and shot uh, 61. That's and, he had a, and he had a bogey on the card. It was a weird day. Oh, here's, here's another. Well, here's an, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's a reason that you see guys like him and Brian Harmon playing well. It's a short course, right? Yeah. So you've got all these par fives that you can kind of rack up numbers on, but the course is under 7,000 yards. So you look at like the week and Brian Harmon's leading in strokes and approach and you're like, or whatever, T green. And you're like, well, that's weird. Well, it's a 6,800 yard course. So that's kind of your explanation. Uh, here's another, we talked about a, a Sebastian Munoz, uh, psycho scorecard on Thursday. Phil Mickelson had a stretch from 11 to 16 where he went bogey, birdie quad that's my favorite on a par five birdie 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 how about that i, I, I actually saw his his putt for triple bogey and he it was it was on pj sort alive and so it, it like i don't think their graphics are the same and it just said t bogey and i was like what's a t bogey <laughs> what's a t bogey Is that I, hadn't seen, I hadn't seen it on that before <laughs> Yeah, they just have to quickly like put it. Someone was like, just type in T bogey. I don't know. <laughs> we don't have one made for that <laughs> in the control room. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, listen, it's going to be uh, a great weekend. I think I think you you said it well. We've got uh, a top-end stud leader. We've got some guys with great stories trying to chase him down. We've got scoring that is going to be bonkers probably all weekend. So uh, I think we're going to see fireworks the rest of the way. Yeah, I do too. Who's the guy out of the top? Uh, I guess the guys at 11 or better that if they won, it would excite you the most for what they could do at the Masters. Uh, it, me personally, or like would excite like the golf community? Uh, you, you personally. Um, Scheffler or Answer, probably. I think mine would be Finau. That would because be cool. I, Because I don't know that. I mean, I don't know if you can break the Puerto Rico curse out of guessing. Oh, the world would just, it would collapse in on itself, I think. It would be the end of 20, it would be, yeah, it would, it would be the perfect <laughs> ending of 2020. You can, I think you can break it at Sherwood. I don't know if you can break it at Augusta National. Did you, go ahead. Is Answer still the guy who is like the highest ranked player without a win anywhere? Uh, that was a thing, right? He's, he's, he's never won. Really? He's never won. Well, I, I don't, I don't think it's like, I think he is. I think he's the highest ranked golfer with a no PGA tour or Euro European tour victory. I'm pretty sure it's the designation. What's he ranked? 
he was like 30-something. I think he's better than that now. He is currently 21st. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Wolf is 12th with one win. Right. Which is yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. You could get to number – how about if you got to number one in the world and never won? You'd be piling up second – we would be calling you we – we'd think you're a failure because you had, you'd have so many runner-up finishes. It would be like the opposite of Phil where he – Won forty four times and never got to me. <laughs> did you see? Did you see Bryce? Can we talk for like thirty seconds about Bryson's Instagram? Yeah. Do you want to set this up? What? So what? What did Bryson post on Instagram? Oh, hold on. Okay. Start over. We lost you. Go ahead. What did Bryson post on Instagram? Right. Uh, Two eleven ball speed, four hundred three carry. Now, many caveats. Yes. Many the, caveats. The caveats are he was 41 yards drawing left, hooking, <laughs> uh, 20 miles an hour downwind. Yeah. And what was it, 600 feet of elevation? Yeah, 656. So here, here's my issue with this. So I, I don't take issue with this at all. I'm all for him posting his numbers on Instagram or wherever else he wants and just posting it like, hey, here's what I just did. That's awesome. 403 yards carry. It's unbelievable. But you can't call that the first time you broke 400 yards when you've got 20 mile an hour dead downwind. You're at, at le- you're not at sea level. Like, I don't know. That would, that would be me like me saying my personal best is I, I shot a 72, but like, I didn't really mention that the par on that course was like six sixty one or something like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't it really like, count. It was a 3,300 yard course. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like I get it. Yes. That number, that is true. That is true. You carried it 400, which is amazing. And even, even if he posted that uh, without those factors, he he carried it 395. I'd be like, Oh my God, that's insane. But yeah. you can't call it your first. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just, I'm so fascinated by what this means, like just what's going to happen at the Masters. And you hear people, you, I mean, the broadcast was talking about it. I went back and watched the Spieth clip from the podcast that he was on with Colt Notes, just talking about how it's Bryson's tournament to lose. And it, 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 I feel like everything is just kind of contextualized within this Bryson atmosphere right now. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, Rory's kind of been talking about, like, everybody's, like, it's just the thing that everybody's on. And yeah. Tiger was asked about it this week. I, I'm just so intrigued by what, what it means for the rest of golf. It's kind of, it's kind of Bryson's world right now. We're going to get into a lot of Masters content coming up. We're going to get a lot a lot into Bryson uh, content coming up, but I do think it is interesting. We'll put a bow on it like this. You know, we for 20 years, we lived in a world where every other player's presser, uh, they would ask about Tiger, right? Like, oh, you play with Tiger today. What did you see yeah. Tiger do? Now, Tiger's getting questions about Bryson. Like, it's weird. I, it's not It's not that it's, it's, it's not undeserved. It's just different. Uh, it's it, it, and it, it, uh, people haven't realized it yet, Rick, but it's yeah. it signifies a new like there like some there's some inflection point going on. Right now. Might not be as big as I think it is, but it's still something, and maybe we won't realize it for several more years. There you go. That right there is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter yeah. at Kyle yeah. Porter CBS. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick Run Good. We'll be back at it again after round three of the Zozo breaking it all down this weekend. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.